0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah, welcome back to the overnight crowd on SEN, across the SEN network, and of course, on the SEN app. You can get involved anytime you like, 0433 98 11 16, or you can pick up the phone, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Now... On the Overnight Crowd, obviously we love getting guests in, but we even especially love when guests are able to come into the studio. We've got something very special lined up tonight. It is comedian, podcaster, Billy Darcy joining us in the studio. Mate, welcome to the Overnight Crowd. Yeah, mate, thanks for having me. The privilege is mine. Well, thank you very much for coming in. And, and I think we've had one or two guests come into the studio. Usually it's on the phone and I feel like you can just talk a bit more smack when there's someone looking at you For in the sure. flesh.
1: Mate, to be honest, if I had known calling in was an option, I would not be here. Oh, really? I thought this was studio was the only go.
0: Yeah, well, I did say to you, you have to come in, otherwise you're not doing it. Yeah, it was an ultimatum.
1: Yeah. So, and now I've come in, I'm some sort of a hero. Does Do you feel relaxed that you're in?
0: I feel like I've wasted $17 on parking in North Sydney. Ooh, yeah. So for our Melbourne audience, our studio and our audience across the country, our studios in North Sydney, parking is ridiculously overpriced. Uh, but at this time of the night, like you could probably leave your lights on. You could park right downstairs for free. Well, right?
1: I'll tell you where parking is free, mate, in my bedroom when I could just be on the phone with the feet up.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, but
1: we'll put that to the side, mate. It is good to be here. No worries. feed off your energy, mate, in Well, person. thank you.
0: Well, uh, you know what? I'll write that in the notes for today. Next week, maybe potentially a phoner. Now, Billy... You're a comedian, and I have such respect for comedians because I think it's easy to be a class clown or, you know, pop a few jibes in the office where there's no sort of pressure on you. I want to ask you, and I'm sure it's a question our listeners would love to know as well, what What does it feel like to get up on stage and it not to go so well? Not saying that you've... I'm not saying that happens to you very often, but... I was about to say, we could have Dave Hughes call in, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, help me, Hughesy. No, um, it is...
1: Having it not go well on stage is extremely confronting. Yeah. I remember the first time it happened, the silence just hits you like a wall. Yeah. You wouldn't think you can feel silence, but you can. Oh, yeah. And judgment. Ooh. Just a little judgment peppered on top of the silence. Oh, that's not good. And you got yourself a failure milkshake, my friend.
0: Oh, no. And can I ask, so you've you've obviously toured around the country, or I'm assuming for you. Yeah. Uh, Is there a, a particular location that is harder to crack In the country? Are you saying where are the worst crowds? Well, yeah. I wanted to dress it up and, you know, not to alienate some sort of listeners here. Obviously,
1: this is a national audience, and I have a lot of pride in this nation. Yes. Each each city has something to offer, some more than others. Yeah. I was in the Gold Coast recently, Ooh, and I don't want to get too blue or anything, but they're they're extremely hurtful, those people. Really? The only first time I've ever been heckled before a guy got to his seat.
0: Oh, that's not good. I was yeah. doing a
1: big RSL, and this guy's got a, obviously, Jim Bean and Coke in each hand. Yep. You know, Fighting stra- juice. Yeah, exactly. Straight off the, the poster as you land in the GC. And, and he's heckled me while, like, shimmying across to his seat. He was like, mate, you suck. And then I, I said, mate, can you, can you at least sit down before you have a go at me? Yeah. And then four seconds later I heard, mate, I'm sitting down, and you still suck.
0: Oh, jeez. So, thank well-
1: you to the Gold Coast.
0: Well, I, I did tell you, mate. Stop going when schoolies is on.
1: <laughs> this guy was about sixty-seven, so I think. Oh, Toolie. He, <laughs> yeah, he's he's
0: been a tool for about forty-three years, I reckon. And now, so you're a comedian. Obviously, you love sport as well, and we love sport here on the overnight crowd. Do the two go hand in hand? Like, are you making a lot of jokes about sport ordinarily? Not really. It sort of
1: depends. I I would say they go together. And that sport was my actual dream. Yeah. Stand-up comedy, like many men on God's green earth, I'm down to like my third dream over yeah, here. Yeah, okay. yeah, I yeah. wanted to play cricket for Australia. Who didn't? Yeah, and now I'm, you know, chatting away on the Sports Entertainment Network. <laughs> at 12 o'clock at night. At 12 o'clock at <laughs> night. Yeah. But I'd like to be here as an opening batsman for New South Wales. Yeah, okay. Instead of some guy who does yuck-em-ups in, yeah. in RSLs around the country. Well, that's
0: okay, though. Um, so, obviously, we'll talk a bit of sport in a sec, but your career as a sportsman? What was what was your long and distinguished career?
1: Yeah, I played I played cricket. I yep. played grade cricket. Yep. And like like many, many players across the country, I thought I was gonna make it. In fact I was certain. Mm. And then you get to about fourteen, fifteen, and everyone else hit puberty with more aggression than me, it felt yeah, like. Yeah, not good. Just you turn up to preseason when you're fifteen, everyone's got a beard and a girlfriend. I have neither. Yeah. And basically everyone just went past me. I got to second grade in the end and that was as far as I went. But I actually – I remember the the moment I realised I wasn't going to make it, I was playing, I think, third grade with Jack Edwards who played – Oh, okay,
0: played for Manly and New South Wales a bit.
1: Yeah, and the Sixes. Yeah. yeah. So I was playing with him and I was, I think, 18 and he was 13 and we were batting together. Oh. And I remember he, he came out and hit a couple of shots and I remember thinking,
0: this kid's better than me and I think he's 12. Yeah, that's – oh, that is the worst thing about cricket is that – so I played socially, oh, played for a club, I think, two years ago now. And, yeah, I was getting tonked by 13-year-olds. 13-year-olds were bowling me out. And it's that was give me lip service. It's confronting. Oh, exactly right. And then you're sort of saying back, you're thinking in your head, mate, I can go to the pub later on and forget all about this. But you, this is your whole weekend right here.
1: Yeah, well, how do you think I feel, mate? I'm flicking on the television
0: yeah. seeing oh, this kid
1: go yeah. nuts. He's killing it, you yeah. know? And I wish him the best, but mm. it, but it is very confronting when you see someone who's yeah yet to hit puberty. Yeah. And I, I've just finished year 12, and this this kid is better, not only better than me, but better than I'll ever be.
0: Yeah. So this was pre-pubescent Billy Darcy playing grade cricket, and was there any other sports that tickled your fancy or you I played? I played a
1: lot of soccer Yeah. football. Yep.
0: Joga bonita. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially.
1: Yeah, a little bit, a yep. little bit. But I was, ter- I was terrible at football. Uh, I was sort of more in the social realm like yourself, yeah. there, Gibbo. Mm. Last season I played, I actually set a league record for four yellows and three reds.
0: Right. League record. So league you were a bit uh, Kevin Musket style.
1: Yeah, unofficially. I mean, I didn't destroy any young men's lives like Kevin Musket did. Yeah, but, well, true. But, allegedly. Uh, allegedly,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, you know. Okay, so that's a pretty long and distinguished career there. You've got your football and you've got your cricket roots. Now, what about sports that you follow? Billy, because we were going to get to know you right here. It's the, um, it's a bit not, I wouldn't say hazing, but it's a getting to know you slash softening up period of the overnight crowd that we always do to our first time guests and, and this being you. So, sports that you follow or teams that you follow? Yes, I'm on debut, so I was expecting yes. a bit of razzing from the lads, as <laughs> it were. Well, uh, we're razzing and we're lazing. <laughs>
1: No, so sports I follow. I obviously love cricket, yep. love the Australian Test team. Mm. I flip-flop between the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder. Yeah, okay. Because geographically, I should support the Sixers. Yep. And I, it would, it does pain me to support a team from Western Sydney and the Thunder. Yep. But there's been some years where the Thunder have just caught my eye. When they had Mike Hussey. Yep. It's very hard to not support a team that Mike Hussey plays in. Absolutely. I don't care if he's representing Punjab or, or the Sydney Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Or the Perth Scorchers. If Mr. Cricket's out there, um, you've caught my attention.
0: Absolutely, even even Usman Kwaja, I've really oh. grown to love Usman Quaiser. I know we're gonna to touch on the tests in a bit, but he is the coolest man going around. And I think that that year that he lit lit fire and he ended up winning the competition, I think, with the Sydney Thunder. That was great. But yeah, I know what you mean. I love Uzi. Love Usman Quaiser. So okay, so you're in between cricket is your number one sport. Cricket,
1: uh, rugby league. I'm massive Rabideaus fan. Oh, okay. But, yeah. like, indoctrinated into mm. me from the age of, like, three. Yeah, okay. Fair my, my dad marched when the Rabbitohs got kicked out of the comp. Wow, well, there you go. He was, like, in the city with a, with a picket going.
0: So for our audience across the country, not so familiar with the NRL, I'd say Collingwood and South Sydney are very similar. A lot of jokes get made about their lack of teeth. Yeah, um, low socioeconomic, but heaps of heart. Lots of ticker. Now in rugby league and in AFL, it's all about the ticker. And so, okay, we've got you there, rugby league. And you were telling me off oh, air, Billy, your pretty much number one sport is the great game of Aussie rules. I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a hand pass to you there. Hand pass, mate. You've got
1: the lingo down, Gibbo. But... Well,
0: you know, I've done this for a couple of months now.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, no, like any East Coast fella worth his salt, I uh, don't know the rules of AFL yeah uh, at all but mm. i can i can understand that it's one of the great games and i will say i don't know anything about afl but when i went to the mcg to watch it was legitimately unbelievable oh absolutely like live at the mcg i saw geelong play someone yep and it is, it is a spectacle life.
0: Oh, for so sure. I,
1: I'm not one of these guys. You know these Sydney guys who are like, AFL sucks.
0: No, don't be one of That's those. That's stupid.
1: I don't follow it, but I understand it's a great game. Yep. So you can put
0: the guns down, lads. Yeah. Everything's kosher up here. Absolutely. And, I mean, it would be awesome. We have the SCG, which is great. Um, Fantastic. But, uh, the MCG, going down and watching a game at the MCG, is unlike anything else that I think you can get in Australia. I think we've got a mini SCG over at Optus Stadium. I haven't been to WA ever before. I won't, I won't lie. It's I'm not so jumping far up away. and down. Have you done comedy over in WA? Oh, I go to Perth all the time.
1: Really? Well, my last grandparent who's alive is in Perth as okay. well. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'll do two birds. I'll do a bit of comedy. I'll get nice. lunch with Nan. Yep. Work my way into the will. Yep. Progress my career. It's yep. all happening on the West Coast for me.
0: Nice. Um,
1: but yeah, Perth is great, but it is too far away. Yeah. Five hours on a plane. Yeah. If I get off a plane after five hours... You better be speaking another language when I get there.
0: Yeah, and a bintang in hand. I was about um, to say, you could cigarette most of in the your way mouth. to Thailand at that point. Absolutely. And God, because I mean, I feel like the reason why people live in Perth, it's because it's closer to Bali than anywhere else. I feel like it's the number one spot you can go bar Adelaide. Yeah, oh, they love
1: know. Bali over there.
0: Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? I have met been to Bali ever, but I mean, I'm sure it's a nice place. I've never been to Bali either. No, I've been to Indonesia though, but not Bali. I've been to Thailand. Uh, at this
1: point Thailand. it's really just a competition <laughs> yeah. of where we've been.
0: Yeah. Nah, nowhere that cool. Not yet. Actually, I have booked a, I booked my flights to Europe. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to go a
1: bit off topic here, but it's the do overnight you, crowd. And we're chatting. Often, do you often brag on the program like that?
0: Not really. Only when there's another person on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Usually uh you've just you should... got that overnight money. Yeah, well, you know, I've hutchy if you're listening. Thank you. Uh the back pocket is full. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so I mean I don't really get to brag much on this show because it's me just talking to usually the TV or, um, into the microphone. But, uh, yeah, so I booked my flights to Europe, to London, but so, uh, we I'm going to have to, um, we're going to have to go off topic here, but I booked it through, uh, like this ticket scoot website, right? And it sounds dodgy already. I, I
1: know. And I what, know this what was is... it like dot T I or something.
0: Yeah. Dot. Yeah. Something like that. Dot Z A or something like that. And, um, <laughs> So anyway, we booked it through Virgin Atlantic, and humor me here for a sec, guys. Virgin Atlantic, uh, but it's through this other website. And then once we've booked it, we've then looked at the reviews saying, oh, three and a half out of five, essentially. So not bad, but they were saying, look, if you want to get in touch with them, you're going to struggle. So, look, fingers crossed I'm sweet. I'm it sounds like August.
1: even the most minor of hiccup, your trip will be off.
0: Yeah, yeah. And look, I am usually, hiccups happen quite a lot, um, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Um,
1: do you know what you should do? Mm. You should take a couple of domestic trips with Jetstar in preparation for that trip. Yeah,
0: okay. That way you can
1: walk through that adversity, yeah. couple of cancelled flights, few delays. Yeah. By the time you get on Bootscoot.ti or whatever you've booked with, <laughs> Yeah.
0: you'll be ready to go, mate. Absolutely. Now, this is great advice, and this great advice is coming from Billy Darcy, comedian and podcaster. You are tuned into the overnight crowd here on SBB. Of course, on the SEN network and on the SEN app, but we've been talking all things. Like, we do all night, and and you can get your thoughts in, however you like. Uh, But, Billy, you did mention off the top, you've been watching, and and we talked about sports docos at length last week, because there's four hours to fill, you know? I've got a really... Dude, it is the golden era for sports absolutely, And, uh, I mean... Thirty for thirty is a gold mine for sports Absolutely. documentaries. I feel like the last dance because it came out when we were in lockdown. There wasn't much on TV. and look, I, I like the swishers. Uh, I, ha- I don't know heaps about the swishers, but MJ is my favorite player who's ever lived now. Are we talking about the bulls? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you, Gibbo. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to correct you, but I went into my own basketball knowledge and didn't (laughs) find anything. Yeah. I've never watched even a second of the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. But The Last Dance was one of the greatest programs I've ever had the privilege of tuning into. Yeah.
0: And and I feel like it's awesome when I can... Get some sort of basketball lingo out and pretend like I know that I'm talking about basketball or NBA. But Last Dance was great. In the last week or so, so we've had um, Breakpoint, the tennis documentary, come out. I watched the first episode. That was all based on Nick Kyrgios. Shame for Nick Kyrgios, but that's okay. And the test came out, and we're both cricket nuffies, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you Did you catch the test? Loved it. Loved it, yeah. It's um, it's an unbelievable production. Fair play
1: to Amazon Yeah. because yep. they've created all this drama and storyline out of last year's Ashes series
0: when there wasn't.
1: There was no drama. <laughs> we just they, it totally s- skips over the fact through like great storytelling. Oh no, Pat Cummins has COVID. Yeah. JL's mean. Yeah. It totally scoots over the fact we are just smashing the palms in the most one sided series of all time. Absolutely. They make it think it's like a a series we're going to be talking about for decades or something.
0: Yeah. I I know, I like this. See, now what I would like to see the test on the West Indies series and the South African series this year. Well, I reckon Amazon would be able to make the West
1: Indies test series seem like the 2005 Ashes. Because, Amazing. Yeah, the, I
0: didn't think of that. The
1: production and storyline yeah. yeah, that went into making this seem like competitive was yeah. unbelievable.
0: Well, it was good. I love the like you said, there was the storylines that they sort of focused on a lot more. They focus on the player more so the contest. Yeah, and, Travis Head and Alex Carey are having a beer. Let's focus on that. And I saw like, I found it funny that Alex Carey would bring his child to the pub. Now I don't have kids. I'm assuming you don't have kids, Billy. I it seems like a foreign thought to me.
1: Well, no, I think it's cool for young couples to take their newborn to the pub because it's like, hey, I told you I'd still come
0: out. Yeah, okay. It's still the same
1: old Alex Carey. Let's have a beer.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Travis Head had a tremendous summer that summer in the test and then this summer as well. I like the way he played. The attacking, counter-attacking performance from him. But the question is, can he get it done in India? I know. I mean, these poor guys, you could dead set score runs.
1: You could get a thousand runs three years in a row in test cricket. Yeah. But if there's an India tour on the horizon,
0: clean slate. We don't know what you've got, mate. Yeah, no. So, I mean, obviously you can catch every ball live here on SCN of that India four-match series. It gets underway, I believe, it's in about two Thursdays time. Yeah, start of Feb. Start of February. Cracking time for Indian test series. Cracking time. I'm looking forward to it. I think...
1: Everyone's a bit doom and gloom on this series. Mm. I don't think we'll necessarily win, but I think we'll be right there. I could see one all. Yeah,
0: yeah. I a lot of people are questioning our spinning stocks. I mean, Nathan Lyon is a proven winner. Yeah, I think the
1: thing with that that really dampened the mood heading into the India series was Ashenagar in Sydney, no wickets. No wickets. When he opened the bowling in the second innings, yeah. we saw a man freak out on national television. Yeah. He was having a tough time out there. And I don't blame him. It was obviously his shot. Yeah, But I thought it was so funny. Ashinaigar, under all the pressure in the world, starts bowling full tosses. One yeah. over went for 17. He's all <laughs> over the map. And then Pat Cummins comes out in the media afterwards and says, oh, don't worry about that. That wasn't his audition. Yeah, He's yeah. going to India no matter what. And I was thinking, did anyone tell Ashton that?
0: Yeah, well, because he looked nervous. He had audition energy. <laughs> yeah, okay. you don't want audition energy. He
1: looked like round one of Australian Idol out there. He was <laughs> freaking out, dude.
0: And Ashton Agar, he, Todd Murphy and Mitch Swepson. Now, interesting in the test, did, could uh, Mitch Swepson have worn a different colour shirt? Because it sort of looked like he had no torso.
1: Yeah, I think they've obviously just got him a triple XL out, yeah. out of the rack. I think a few of the fringe squad players could have spiffed themselves up a bit. Yeah. Jai
0: Richardson. Yep. Uh, Inglis. Yep. Lads, let's just buy a T-shirt that fits. I And you know a character that I loved from the Test, and, and I think I loved him from the season one of the Test, and, he, you know, he's much maligned in the Australian eye, but Mitch Marsh, and again, he, he was really best on ground in season two. Yeah, the thing with Mitch Marsh
1: is – the more you see of him, the more you get it. Yeah. Because you hear these reports going, Mitch Marsh is a leader in the squad. He's the best bloke ever. You're thinking, mate, he averages 10. I don't care how good his <laughs> chat is. Get yeah. him out of here. But he is clearly one of the all-time blokes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And because he, so he went on there, what, the Pakistan tour? He was in Pakistan and he was, you know, playing games with Patty Cummins, all the bowlers. And he just is getting picked because he's just making everyone feel good, you know? Dr. Feel Good.
1: Dead set. Can
0: bat a bit, can bowl a bit, mm. but he's mainly there. For morale. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's a shame for Mitch Marsh because he is one of those proven performers, though, in the Big Bash. And the Perth Scorch, not that they would have needed him, but he was their captain. He's taken them to titles. Also, just the for the brand of the Big Bash, Glenn Maxwell and Mitch Marsh.
1: Out. Out for yeah. the whole thing. Do you know how many bus ads have been rendered useless? <laughs> yeah. Everyone I'm, wants to see those guys.
0: I mean, the Melbourne Stars are such a funny team in the fact that they're supposed to be the glamour club of the Big Bash. So true. I would
1: go as far to say, and I know this is a national audience, but I would go as far to say that both Melbourne teams, every year you look at their list and go, no one will stand a chance. Yeah.
0: Like, and they never perform. Yeah, well, it's it's good to see the Renegades after three Wooden Spoons in a row. They're they're, there or they're about to play finals. And, I mean, five teams, I think, get through in the finals. But they've had Wooden Spoon the last couple of years with Sean Marsh and Aaron Finch at three and four. And uh, (laughs) Sean Marsh, I believe – and, look, I I do love the Renegades and I do love Sean Marsh because of Mitch Marsh, but – I think he came back. Did he come back for one game, do his hammy, and then he's gone again? I believe that's true. Well, he came back, did his hammy, then
1: came (laughs) back and did it again.
0: Yeah. Oh, geez. But, I mean, the Renegades, good on them. The Melbourne Stars. I think, yeah, they couldn't take too many tricks this year. What, Stoinis got COVID, had to play. play, I think got one or two good innings. Um, Glenn Maxwell... The and now the circumstances around how he broke his leg is highly, highly...
1: <laughs> yeah. That man is under investigation. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and like I mean, you know, I know he's had a tough time of you know coming back to it. And apparently, he... the break
1: was really bad. Yeah, he was talking the other day saying like he wasn't sure if he would ever walk the same again. Oh,
0: and and it was And he was piggybacking. <laughs> he was he was well, getting
1: piggyback around by his teacher. No, he was in a running race yeah. at a 50th, yeah, okay. apparently completely sober.
0: Oh, of course. Now, Gibbo, yeah.
1: I don't know you too well, and I'm not going to pretend to know whatever weirdos you hang out with. I do. But, but <laughs> I've never been at a party where a sober bloke has said, let's have a running race.
0: No, no. I can, any sort of bad idea, I can pretty much assure you that has come after... One too many apparel spritzes, yeah. um, margaritas.
1: It's, it's because of the media scrutiny, mate. <laughs> oh, I just, absolutely. I just want one guy to put their head up and say, here's what's happened. I had nine beers on Friday yeah. night. We went into a running race. It was a stupid idea. These are the consequences of said idea. You know, it's just like when Tommy Turbo uh, raced that bloke in the Manly Corso in Sydney. And, you know, everything's hunky-dory. Oh, it was just unlucky. What's happened is that Tommy Turbo has had too many beers yep. and he's done something foolish. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. I, I I just don't want to live in this conspiracy world where <laughs> completely
0: sober blokes are knocking around at two a.m. getting in running races for no reason. Absolutely. So for our for our national audience there, we have a club uh, in Manly on the Northern Beaches. They've got this superstar called Tom Trebojevic. You might have heard of him. Now he is on his day one of the best players in the NRL. And at the start of last year, he's had this niggling hamstring injury for seasons now. He's he's this year done it again. So he's over in America with uh, Bill Knowles trying to get it fixed. But last year, he said he slipped in the shower and that's how he pulled his hamstring. But then later, it, it was revealed that he was running a race down the Manly Corso, which is the main esplanade in Manly on the Northern Beaches. A video came out and he pulled up lame. So essentially... Athletes need to just say, look, mate, I'm sorry. It got the best of me. I had too much to drink and now here we are. Yeah. And it's, everyone makes mistakes. Absolutely. Everyone makes mistakes.
1: Obviously, you know, if you commit a crime or something, that's another thing. But as far as just having one too many sherbets and, you know, doing something foolish like a running race, let's be honest, a seven-year-old would break their leg the same way Glenn Maxwell did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're behaving like children lads which is fine but let's just see a hand go up. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it is the Overnight Crowd on SEN across the SEN network and of course on the beautiful SEN app. You can get into contact with us here anytime you'd like like many have done throughout the night. 0433 16. I know last week we were talking about sports documentaries. Well, I'm not going to bore you with that for the whole show today, but if you do have any thoughts on the test or break point or anything that you've sort of watched over the last week or so, let us know 0433 Ninety-eight, eleven, sixteen, or of course uh, pick up the phone 1 three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 we can chat pretty much about sport about a bit of nonsense if you'd like but we do have a special guest in the studio it is Billy Darcy uh, comedian and podcaster and Nick Kyrgios fan question mark I am a big Nick Kyrgios fan yeah it was, it was a shame for the Australian Open to I mean like he lit the tournament last year with him and Tenasi Kokonakis oh they
1: redefined doubles tennis wasn't it like they read they they save doubles tennis yeah i didn't even know doubles tennis was played at the australian (laughs) open until last year yeah but i love nick kiros and it felt like he just teased this great nation a bit this year yeah because he played the exhibition with novak the kids are on the court they're raising money Mm. everyone's laughing they're mic'd up and it was like there was a and like electricity in the air Either this guy's going to win the comp, or maybe he's finally turned into a good bloke. Yeah, but something
0: was happening, and then the knee didn't come good. Yeah, well, see, I feel like he's always teetering on the edge of good bloke or not good bloke. He's Nick always Kieros. just teasing the nation. Yeah, and and look, I I like Nick Kirill. So I mean, I'll support most Aussies, but I just he is a much maligned figure in this country because of some of his theatrics. Uh, but you cannot uh, you cannot disagree that when he is on, you want to be watching.
1: Yes, massively. Some of the shots he hits, they're aggressive in nature and the fact that he would even attempt them. Yeah. It's arrogant. Yeah. And I think Australia does have a bit of a problem with arrogance sometimes.
0: Yes, tall poppy syndrome.
1: Tall poppy syndrome. It's fine to be arrogant, but you have to be a certain – like you have to be so good to justify the arrogance. Yeah, okay. So I think when he was – he's always ranked in the 20s. If he was ranked top five and carried on the way he did – yeah. I think this nation feels a completely different way.
0: Exactly right. And, and, I mean, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum is guys like Bernard Tomic, who, who carry on like Nick Kyrgios but are ranked two hundred, missing out on wild cards for the yeah. Australian Open.
1: There's a few tennis players out there walking around with top 10 attitudes, yet they're yeah. ranked in the triple figures. Yeah. <laughs> sort it out, lads. If you're wondering what you can get away with, look at your
0: ranking and you'll know. Bloody Nick Kieros, though. He's just, you know, he's a talent and, you know, hopefully he recovers well from that knee and we'll see him in the not-too-distant future. Now, Billy, wh- what's um, what's your comedy schedule looking like? You got any gigs coming up?
1: I'm about to hit the bloody road. Oh, no. I'm unofficially Australia's greatest road dog. Okay. Okay. Yep. Name given to myself. And, yeah, I'm about to tour the whole nation, so... Get around me. Yep. I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, 11 shows. Wow. Is it too many shows? Almost certainly.
0: How? When's the Melbourne Comedy Festival start? So
1: I'll be doing March 29 to April 9 yep. in Melbourne. Yep. I'll be doing the Sydney Comedy Store on May 18. Yep. And in between those two dates, I'll be going to all the other capital cities of this great nation and Newcastle and Wollongong.
0: Now, you do have a podcast as well, and you've, you have dropped the name before. Yeah,
1: a bit of osmosis there, trying to get things going. Yep. My podcast is called Get Around Me. Yep. Uh, much like this great station, a lot of sports chat, yep. uh, a lot of drama, a lot of yarns. Mm. It's, it's I would describe it as yarns and sports chat.
0: Well, that yarns and sports chat this is the name of another good podcast that hasn't yeah. been major. But, yeah, look, hey, Billy, mate, thank you very much for taking time out uh, to pay exorbitant prices in North Sydney Uh, to come in and have a yarn with us. Best $17 I've ever spent, Gibbo. Thank you for having me, mate. No dramas. Billy Darcy there. You can check out his podcast, Get Around Me, and you can find him on socials, I assume, under Billy Darcy. Billy.Darcy on all socials. Billy.Darcy. Well, mate, thank you very much for coming in. This is The Overnight Crowd. What we'll do, we'll clear another break and we'll come back with more of your calls and texts. This is The Overnight Crowd. My name is Nathan Gibbons. We'll chat soon.